Welcome in. Welcome back to the Sports Nest Podcast. I am your host, AJ Figuerelli. Uh, today's just going to be me. Nick was not able to join me today, so we're just going to do a solo episode. So the wild card round has concluded. Um, some games went as expected, and then other games were very strange, to say the least. Um, the games that we predicted correctly was the Niners winning, the Jags winning, the Bills winning, the Giants winning, and the Bengals winning. So the only game that we predicted incorrectly was the Cowboys and Bucks on Monday night. And to be honest with you, the Bucks looked like complete shit. I, I mean, I personally think Tom Brady's done. After everything that happened with his family in the offseason, after going 8-9, and nine, barely winning their weak division, one of the weakest divisions in the league, and then just getting steamrolled in front of their fans against the Dallas Cowboys, I think we're nearing the end of Tom Brady's career. And I, to be honest with you, I never knew when I would say that because the guy is just a machine. He's 46 and he's, I mean, he just keeps doing what he's doing. But, um, yeah, the Monday night for the Bucks was not good. And they got shut out in the first half. And they lost by three possessions. So, not a good showing out of Tom, which is not a common sentence that people would say at this time of the year. Now, um, I think the Giants game went completely as expected, at least how I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a dogfight and that the Giants would get the best of them because, number one, Kirk Cousins has been awful in primetime games his whole career. He's been awful and I, I firmly believe the Giants are better than people say they are. They're, I think they're very underrated. They may have outperformed this season compared to what they were supposed to perform like. But at this point in time, I think they're the most underrated team in football. And I firmly believe that they have a shot to go into Philly this weekend and pull off the upset. It's going to be tough, but it can very well happen. The Giants know the Eagles like the back of their hand, play them twice a year. They're in the same division. They know what it's like going into Philly. Maybe not the playoff atmosphere, but they at least know what to expect to a certain degree. Um, so, and the memes that are just attached to the Vikings are just absolutely hilarious because everyone saw this coming. So every meme page on Instagram or Twitter, they just had these memes saved and they were just waiting to post it until the game ended. And they are they are absolutely hilarious. Um, the Bengals and Bills squeaked by. The Bills, I mean... It's kind of like the story of their season in the sense where they're just so inconsistent. Now, Josh Allen 
I mean, these turnovers, like his red zone turnovers are getting to a concerning level. He cannot do this against better teams. He was going against a dismantled Dolphins team, and he only beat them by three. And that game was crazy. That was that was a really good game to watch. And a lot of people didn't expect it to be a good game. A lot of people predicted it to be a blowout. The Bills were favored by two scores. That's the highest spread in a postseason game ever. And they only won by three. Now, granted, they won. So that's always a win is a win, as they say. But in this situation, it's like, yeah, a win is a win. But if you're a Bills fan, I mean, you're not going into next week or this upcoming week, actually, being that confident against the Bengals. And the same thing goes with the Bengals. They needed a fumble at the goal line from Tyler Huntley to win this game. If he doesn't fumble that ball, theoretically speaking, they would have went in overtime. Now, granted, the game could have went a totally different, like, so many different things could have happened. So I'm not going to predict, like, oh, if Tyler Huntley doesn't fumble that ball, they're not losing. Because that's that's still in the realm of possibilities. But, I mean, that was the biggest play of the game. Burrow didn't play that good. Chase had a typical Chase day. I mean, Burrow, he had a 99 pass rating, but I mean... He only threw for 209 yards and one touchdown. He got sacked four times. So he was averaging 6.5 a, a throw, per 6.5 per completion, which isn't that bad, but like stats don't necessarily say it all. Um, and then the last game I just want to touch base on, Brandon Staley is lucky that he has his job currently. I don't know how the Chargers front office didn't fire him at like midnight the night of that game. They were up 27 to nothing. 27 nothing. And they just completely collapsed. They were dominating the game in every single aspect. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half. Four. And was going into halftime down 27-0. Not, no, they they were going into the half down 27-7, but he was down 27-0 at one point. And then the second half, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was unstoppable. His total game stats... 28 for 47, 281, 288 yards, four touchdowns, and four interceptions. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a good game. Four interceptions is awful. That's, like, inexcusable. But considering he came back from that deficit is extremely impressive. He went into the locker room and completely flipped everything around. And something I want to touch base on, why is nobody blaming 
Justin Herbert for this collapse. Everyone is blaming Brandon Staley. Now, rightfully so. Brandon Staley is not a good coach. He's playing Mike Williams in a meaningless Week 18 game. For what? For him to get injured? And he didn't play against the Jags. That could have very well been the difference whether they won or lost this game. But we would never know. Why is Justin Herbert not getting any criticism for this? He's not getting anything. At some point, no matter how bad your coach is, if your quarterback is talented, he should be able to bail you out at least some of the time. Nobody is asking for a quarterback to bail out a bad coach all the time. Because that's not doable. But Justin Herbert couldn't do it at all. There were plenty of passes that he could not complete. Whether they were wide open receivers. Whether he just threw to the wrong guy. Or if he just takes a sack when somebody's wide open. There were plenty of opportunities that Justin Herbert had to ice the game. Um, the 49ers, I mean, the first half they were a little shaky, and I think that's just because Brock Purdy came out a little too anxious. He was overthrowing, caught up a couple balls, throwing them a little too hard on short routes. But after that, I mean, second half, Brock Purdy was lights out. And Christian McCaffrey is unstoppable. I mean, he had McCaffrey had 15 carries for 119 yards. He averaged 7.9 yards a carry. And he had a receiving touchdown. McCaffrey is unbelievable. He, he, he brings that team to, like, another level. So going into this weekend, the divisional round, we have Jacksonville going to Kansas City. That is the first game, Saturday at 4.30 Eastern Time. Um, then the night game on Saturday is the Giants going to Philly. That is at 8.15. Then on Sunday, the first game is at 3. It's the Bengals going to the Bills, which is going to be the game of the weekend. That is going to be, if not the game of the year. I feel like this game has the potential to be the Chiefs and Bills divisional game last year. Everyone knows how crazy that game was. That was the greatest game, the greatest postseason game that anyone has ever seen in NFL history. And there's no debating it. So then the second game on Sunday is at 6.30. The Cowboys going to San Francisco. So... The spreads in all four of the games. Kansas City is favored by 8.5. Philadelphia is favored by 7.5. Buffalo is favored by 5.5. And And San Francisco is favored by 4. So, the Chiefs have the biggest line out of the entire divisional round, which I agree with. I don't think... The Jaguars have the firepower to be competitive with the Chiefs late in the game. Early in the game, 
don't be shocked if this is a close game. The Chiefs this entire season have been a second half team. The first half, they kind of just, they're almost, it's almost like the first half, they're like testing out what the opponent is like, how they're calling plays, how they're, like just how they're doing things. What's their defensive schemes? What like what is their game plan? And then going into halftime, the Chiefs make the adjustments accordingly, and then they just they go eight shit. So I think that's eight and a half line is accurate, but if I would have to guess, I mean I, I would take the Jaguars plus eight and a half. I don't think I think the Chiefs will win by a touchdown, maybe a little less. But I don't think this game has the potential to be like a game-winning field goal scenario. I feel like the Chiefs are going to get ahead by two scores. The Jags are going to come back and score once to make it a one-possession game. And then the Chiefs are just going to ice the game. I feel like that's how this game is going to go. And something interesting that just came up on my phone, McCall Hardman is ruled out for Saturday. So the Chiefs are down one receiver. Now, I'm not concerned as the Chiefs fan of the podcast, only because, number one, I mean, we have Mahomes. Number two, still have Juju. We still have MVS. We still have Kadarius Toney. And we still have Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Toney is, I think, going to be the X factor of the Chiefs' entire postseason run. So, and the over-under is 52.5. I, I don't even know what to make of that over-under. Because I've, this game, will either the Chiefs will either just stampede the Jaguars or the Jaguars will find a way to neutralize Mahomes. And it will be a low-scoring game. So, moving on to the Giants and Eagles game. This game is very interesting to me. Because, as you all know, Nick is a Giants fan. Now, if he was on here, he would be confidently predicting the Giants to beat the Eagles. Now, if you guys listened to our previous episode talking about the wild card round before it happened, we kind of gave a little brief rundown as to how we think the playoffs are going to go. We kind of made our own brackets, kind of just made predictions as we go. I actually predicted the Giants to go into Philly and beat them. And the only reason I say that now, yes, the Eagles have Jalen Hurts back. Yes, Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. Yes, I understand that. But this Giants team has so much momentum riding behind them, and their entire fan base is believing in this team. And the team feels it. And there's something about the Eagles where just you can't fully trust them. Whether it's Nick Sirianni in the playoffs whether it's Jalen Hurts in the playoffs, whether their special teams are going to just implode. There's just something about this team that I can't fully trust. I wouldn't be shocked if they go on to win the NFC and go into the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked. But I also wouldn't be entirely shocked necessarily if they get knocked out this weekend or not championship weekend because I feel like this Eagles team can be exposed with good coaching and like we said in the previous episode 
Brian Dayball is the coach of the year. We had a Giants fan say it, and then we had a non-Giants fan say it. Brian Dayball is the coach of the year. He has turned Daniel Jones into a successful quarterback. He's turning him. To, he's turned him into a winning quarterback for the first time in his career. And Daniel Jones had a career number statistic, a career year statistically. And Daniel Jones's wide receiver room is equivalent to some college wide receiver rooms. You can go across the country to any uni- any D one school. You can probably find a better wide receiver room at any school that's better than the Giants. And I I think Saquon, if the Giants are going to win this game, Saquon needs to have full control of the Giants' offense. Saquon needs to have a big game. A big game. The Giants are not going to win this game if they play eh. The Giants need to have an A game if they're going to win this game. And after seeing them play last week against the Vikings, Daniel Jones had an A-plus game, along with the entire Giants team. Brian Dayball had an A-plus game with coaching. Daniel Jones had an A-plus game. And Saquon Barkley had an A-plus game. Now, granted, Minnesota's defense is one of the worst in the league, and Phillies is one of the best. So, we could easily see the opposite. This game is extremely hard to predict. But if I had to pick a side, I would take the Giants plus 7.5. I don't think the Eagles are going to win by more than one touchdown. I don't see it happening. Because not only do these teams just know each other so well, the Giants only lost to the Eagles by a touchdown. And the Eagles weren't even playing their starters. It was all their backups. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The Giants weren't playing their starters. The Eagles were playing their starters because they needed to get the one seed locked up. I'm sorry, I apologize. I got that mixed up. The Giants almost beat the Eagles starters with their backups. Is what I meant to say. So that is... A very promising sign if you're a Giants fan, because now you're going to this game, okay, we're facing almost the same team, just throw Jalen Hurts in there with our starters playing. Now, yes, Jalen Hurts makes a big difference when he's playing versus when he's not, but it, it is a promising sign if you're a Giants fan. And then moving on to Sunday, the Bengals and Bills, I think... Five and a half spread for Buffalo is way too high. Way too high. I think the Bengals are just the better team. I would take the Bengals plus five and a half all day long. The Bengals are a better team. They have a better offensive line. I don't want to say they have a better quarterback, but I mean, you could make an argument for it. I think they're kind of like even. They have the better running game, they have the better wide receivers. They have the better just weapons as a a team. And I think the Bengals' defense is more situated. They're situationally better than the Bills are. The Bills' defense is banged up. Everyone knows what happened to DeMar Hamlin, so he's not 
playing. Everyone knows that. That's a given. But nobody is talking about how big of a loss it was for Buffalo when Von Miller went down with his ACL injury. That is a killer loss. The Bills spent a ridiculous amount of money on him for a reason. And that reason is to get a pass rush without blitzing. And without Von Miller, they cannot do that. You cannot have a consistent pass rush rushing four on that team without Von Miller rushing. Here here and there they'll be able to do it. But it's just it's a very big difference maker. And I mean the Cowboys the last game of the weekend, the Cowboys really, really, really shocked the world last week. Because they have that stereotype. They have the curse of this team sucks in primetime. This team sucks in the playoffs. They're just a completely different team. They just wake up in January and they're like, oh shit, this is the playoffs. And then they go on the field and they shit themselves. That did not happen. So, I mean, I feel like the Niners, I feel like the Cowboys match up well with the Niners. But I just feel the Niners are too good. The Niners, their defense is sweltering. Like, their defense can take over a game. Their defense is a type of defense that can win you a game. No matter how your offense performs. That is the Niners' defense. And at the rate that Brock Purdy played at last week, I mean... You, you have to put trust in him. You have to. He hasn't given you a reason to not trust him. And I don't think... I, I don't think that the Cowboys will be able to go into this place and win. If they do, I mean... It's not impossible. The Cowboys could do it. It's very possible. But I just, I, I don't see the Cowboys matching up with the Niners' firepower. Because the Niners can beat you in so many different ways. You can give McCaffrey the ball 30 times a game, and he'll rush for 200 yards. Or you can have Brock Purdy do what he's been doing. Or if your offense isn't getting things together, their defense can just crank it up a notch and take over the entire game. So... If I had to predict, I would take the Niners minus four. Only because I feel like the Niners are going to jump out to a big lead. And then the Cowboys are just going to have to play catch up the whole game. And Dak Prescott has never been good playing catch up. So I, I this game has the potential to not even be close. But I, I don't necessarily see that being the most likely scenario. This game will probably be like a 27 to like 20 game. Where the Niners win comfortably, but not a blowout, if you guys know what I mean. So, I mean, Dak Prescott, he, he was hurt for like, 
almost half the season and still led the league in interceptions. This is not Dak Prescott's year. And I also don't... I also can't see how Mike McCarthy is going to be out coaching Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is terrible when he's coaching in the Super Bowl. Other than that, he is a great coach. Great coach. So I, I, I just can't... I can't see... Cowboys getting past the Niners this weekend. I just can't. I think the Niners have to be the NFC favorites at this point. At the rate that they played at last week, they have to be. So, with our predictions, or my predictions at least from right now, that would leave a conference championship game of... Bengals going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. And then the Giants going to San Francisco to play the Niners. Um, I mean, that would just be... That would be an incredible story in the NFC. A Giants little Cinderella run. The Giants are not... Strangers to Cinderella runs. They have done it before. They've done. I'm pretty sure the year they won the Super Bowl in 2012, I think they were a six seed. Either a six or a five seed. I know they were a wild card team. But, I mean, I'm not saying this Giants team is going to go on to win the Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen. But I could see them getting past the Eagles this weekend. The Eagles are just a hard team to trust. Yes, they're well-rested, but... The Giants, the amount of momentum this team has, is, it's a lot. So, um, I just want to thank everyone that's been listening. When me and Nick first started this podcast, about a year and a couple months ago, so like at the beginning of the season, last NFL year, we would maybe get just like our friends and family to watch. Now that we've started this up again, and we kind of changed our style a little bit, we are seeing some improvement in viewership. So I just want to thank anyone that is listening, however you're listening to it, whether it's on YouTube or rss.com. We are on both platforms. But... Um, it means a lot to us because this, this what I'm doing right now is my dream. And when Nick joins me, he loves doing it. So it's almost like we, we love doing what we're doing right now. We love it. It's so fun just to talk about sports to an audience. It's one of, if you're, if you like sports, I highly recommend you start your own podcast because it gives you something to do. And if you work hard enough, you will get something out of it. So on that note, um, thank you once again. And I will be signing off. Hopefully the next episode comes out and Nick will be able to attend. So we will catch you guys then. Have a great day. See you later.